1: Thank you for joining us. In today's world, we as grandparents and great-grandparents play major roles in the lives of our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The question is, what are we doing to influence their lives? Much is said about the financial, health care, and elder care impact upon the world. Yet very little is said about the priority of establishing a solid spiritual legacy to be passed down from generation to generation and leave it to God to take care of the rest. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us.
2: How do you respond to your brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ? A sign of your, your anger is when you're yelling. You don't have to scream at your children. You can have authority by just saying, you know what I told you once, I'm going to tell you one more time, and if you don't do what I told you to do, we're going to give you some assistance in that area. And you can still keep your voice just like that, with a slight smile on your face, but they know you mean business. Amen? You don't have to be screaming. And I, Teach yourself not to scream to exercise your authority because then you got, the next day the next week you got to scream louder and louder and louder. You need to command respect in normal voice sounds. It's not necessary to yell. Say a son, a daughter, a Shirley Sue, uh Kente or whatever your name is, I'm not going to yell at you but I'm serious, okay? A negative body language uh, is a sign of um, anger. Sarcasm, being sarcastic with your spouse, sharp with your spouse. Mockery, put down statements, saying what you're not going to do is a sign of anger. Uh, Insensitive remarks, refuse to be bitter, refuse to be mean, refuse to be honorary. refuse to be grouchy, because you cannot minister with your words when you allow prolonged anger to fester in your heart, you cannot minister. Your words needs to, to minister to your wife. Uh, you can't say thank you. You can't say I love you. You can't say I appreciate you. You can't affirm her. You can't affirm him uh, if you are angry and holding stuff that they don't even realize you're holding most of the time. Give your family and others room to make mistakes. You are responsible for helping them learn through their failures. Those failures in your children and grandchildren are teachable moments for them. And so instead of beating them up and beating them down, help them to process it in a healthy, well-balanced way and teach them life lessons from their failures. Therefore, be sensitive and have compassion when those in your family around you fail. Any of your grandchildren or children should feel comfortable coming to you to discuss any issue in their lives. You ought to be that open and transparent, and they know that they can always come to you. Because they can't come to you, I guarantee you. They're going to somebody, and that somebody is usually the wrong body, okay? Uh, Number six, when in dealing with depression, refuse to allow depression to keep you in a pit, Refuse to allow depression to keep you in a pit. Be determined to press on through depression. There have been a number of deaths here, including me. My mother and father died within a 10-month span. Very close. My mother just died this past May. I'm still dealing with her death. You know, there's nobody like mama. And many of you have had all kinds of folk to die. You know, And so uh, you have grief and sadness and pain. But you got to realize life goes on. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus and trust him. Philippians 3.14 says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Beloved, depression comes when you allow yourself to remain in a deep pit. And I'm talking to somebody live streaming on the internet, Facebook, YouTube. Some of you out there, as well as in person, You are in a pit right now. You're not just kind of in a pit. Your life is in a deep pit. Psalms 107.20 says, He sent forth his word and healed them. The word of God is so therapeutic for depression. That is a time for you to meditate on the word of God. If you're in a pit and you're deep down in that pit, And you can't go any further. The word of God is medicinal. The word of God is therapeutic. The word of God is powerful. It has the power to lift you out of that pit and heal you. You see what the word says? He sent forth his word and healed them. The word of God also says he rescued them from the pit. Like the psalmist, you cannot get so far down. In the pit that God cannot reach down with his tender loving arms and grab you and rescue you from that dog pit. And by the way, uh, stop living in darkness. I, that's how you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, stop living in darkness. Some people like it so dark in everything. Now, I don't know if you're in a movie theater or something, it's supposed to be dark to get a good picture, but some of you walk in your house, everything is dark. Everything you, 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 you paint your walls, it's black. You know, there's nothing wrong with a black car. Everything black, black clothes. Look, look like you're in perpetual mourning. Uh, you, don't, you, you, don't open the, you don't open the blinds and let the sun in. The, the plants die because it's too dark. Will you let the sun shine in? Let the S-O-N shine into your life, the son of God, so that he can lift you. But then let the S-U-N, the sun, vitamin D, Being out in the weather, smelling the flowers, look at the birds and the bees and look at the grass and look at nature. It's also healing in that. So stop being in just darkness. Everything is twilight. Let the light in. I remember when my dad died and the house was rather dark. And at first I told my family, I said, open these blinds everywhere. I got to see, I don't want it dark in here. I need some light. I got to see. I I, I don't I don't want depression. I said, I, let the light in. And so it's good when you can let the light in. Even in Genesis 1, he said, let there be light. You didn't say, let there be darkness. You know, let there be light. Even some churches you go to, you know, you go, you walk in there, and it's dark. It's dark. Just so dark, you can't even read the scripture. It's dark. Maybe not, maybe, I don't know. It's just too dark for me. Some restaurant's so dark, you can't even read the menu. You need a flashlight. You gotta cut on your cell phone light to read the, the menu. And so that affects us mentally. It affects us mentally. Rescue you from the pit. Making bad life's decisions will cause you to hit rock bottom in your life, which means you have nowhere else to go but up as you cry out to God for help. Psalms 107 20b says, He rescued me from the pit. Being delivered by God from the pit is a fresh new beginning to live up to God's potential in your life. You can't live up to God's potential for you until he rescues you and lifts you up out of that pit, lifts you up out of that state of mind. Bring balance to your thinking, wholesomeness to your thinking, so that you can think in a way that's sane and without confusion. Number seven, being faithful in worshiping, singing, And lifting up the name of Jesus, lift the spirit of depression. Being faithful in worshiping, singing, and lifting up the name of Jesus, lift the spirit of depression. Psalms 42, 11b says, I will praise him again. This implies that the psalmist has stopped praising God. And so you say, why am I so sad? But then it's as if God gave him revelation and prompted him. And he says, I will praise him again. That's the way you lift depression, through praise and worship. My Savior and my God. Worshipping money is not going to lift your depression. Uh, Politics is not going to lift your depression. It will depress you, if anything. The media is not going to lift your depression. Focusing on your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, your God will lift depression. Ephesians 5, 18b through 19 also says, instead be filled with, Uh, be under the influence of the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. God expect you to make music from your hearts through your mouth, through instruments, through playing, through singing. You say, I can't sing on key. Well, I can't sing on key. Singing off key is better than not singing at all. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of gladness and singing will come upon you and move you to make music to the Lord your God from the heart. Long after you have departed this life, your children and grandchildren should be able to recall how you enjoyed singing, how you enjoyed worshiping your God, how you enjoyed praising the Lord in the best and worst of time, especially in this pandemic. You need to be praising God, worshiping God, humming, whistling, do something as a release and a relief to your God to help you in a nation in crisis. What a lasting spiritual legacy to leave for your family. Therefore, start singing today your favorite Christ-centered, biblically correct song. Start singing today, not tomorrow, your favorite Christ-centered, biblically correct song. Dad, I'm looking at y'all like, the last time your child heard you sing a spiritual song? I'm not talking about Papa Got a Brand New Bag. That's about the best I can do. I don't know many songs today. I'm not talking about these songs uh, the thrill is gone and all that kind of stuff you know i'm talking what is, is the last time your child heard you sing? was the last time your wife heard you sing? Uh, wife, was the last time your husband or your children or your grandchildren heard you sing? Do you even have a song? Do you even have a favorite song and then why do you not have a favorite song? Are you too sad to sing? singing lifts the spirit Say sure all right I tell you what I want you and you and you to stand up and sing your favorite song. No, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> Y'all say, you got to be kidding me. Y'all, he took a deep breath back there. He's he, <laughs> he going to be shook up the rest of the night. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm, I just want to have some fun. That woke you up. I wouldn't put you on the spot. But it's, <laughs> it serves notice on you that you ought to be singing. Maybe you're around the table as you eat. Uh, before you eat, you ought to sing. It ought, be, it ought to be some song somewhere. You, you ought to just sing, or hum, a hum, or whistle, or do something. I mean, let your children see you enjoying God. That's when your relationship becomes so meaningful, not only to you, but they see your relationship with God as a child, and long after you're gone, they say, "I remember my mama singing. I remember my daddy singing." I could hear my daddy whistling. Or oh, if you got an instrument or oh, you, you play an instrument, you know what? How many of y'all used to play an instrument? I'm not going to, don't, don't, be scared. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Now, some of y'all need to be up in the, up over here playing. You know, you know that now. You, you know that you, some of y'all not, you're not serving to the maximum of your potential unless you're in two or three ministries already. But you go to a pawn store, a shop or whatever. And if you used to play the flute, go get a flute and reestablish that skill. And start playing and singing, especially during this pandemic, uh, the piano. It's no the wrong. they take a piano lessons again. Uh, maybe you want a violin or whatever, whatever your instrument is. Or uh, maybe you're playing an instrument. You got a voice. Use it to the glory of God. Sing. The, the songwriter, one songwriter said, wrote, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. I know he watches me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I thank God for my mountains. I thank God for my valleys. I thank God for the storms he brought me through. If I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that my God could solve them. I would not know what, My faith in God could do, but through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I learned to depend upon God. What's your song? The harder it gets, the more you ought to be singing The harder it gets, the more you ought to be rejoicing in the God of your salvation. The harder it gets, you ought to be shouting to your children, Mama, what's wrong with you? Baby, God's messing with me. He's moving in my, I can't help myself. And they just get out of God's way. One thing I like about my mama, bless her so she in heaven, but my mama knew how to shout. My mama knew how to cut loose and she wasn't ashamed of her relationship with the Lord. I wouldn't have a God who saved me and then I'm ashamed of him. We got something to shout about. Can I get an Amen? Can I get an Amen? Can I get a Hallelujah? Yeah. Number, number eight, listen, if you want to lift depression, then laugh again and get some fun in your life. Laugh again and get some fun in your life. Proverbs 17:22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine. Look at that. Good medicine. He said, Doctor's medicine here. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Let me tell you something. If you're going to live with depression, you got to relax, calm down, back off of the edge of life. Just calm down, just quieten yourself, relax, have fun. Refuse to take everything so seriously as if the sky is falling. Guard against possessing a critical spirit. Do not feel as though you always have to set people straight and correct everything that's wrong about people. You will feel much better if you would look for the good in others and not focus on their failures and their shortcomings. Beloved, your family, will they remember you for your laughter and your joyous spirits? Will they remember you in that way? Will that be a lasting, wonderful legacy that comes to mind as they reflect upon your life once you've departed this life? Or will they remember you for being rigid, legalistic, and just no fun to be around? I believe the prayer of some of you needs to be, Lord, help me to laugh again. What a prayer. What a prayer. Some of you have laughed in so long that your tickle box is rusty. The same God that gave you the capacity to cry has also given you the capacity to laugh. I like what Job said in Job 8.21 He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. God God will make you shout when you get close to him, when you start enjoying him. You know, I believe uh, the same God who gave us the capacity to cry can move us to laugh. And I think one of the wonders of being in heaven is when we see God chuckle and laugh. I believe heaven's just going to shake. It's going to be a surprise to just hear God laugh. We're made in his image. And I believe God's going to laugh and have a sense of humor as he enjoy being with the bride of Christ, the one he loves so, so, so much. You know, here in ministry, uh, sometimes we're back there, uh, through the week. We're, we're working on some things and we're getting ready for sunday and we're getting worship forms and all kinds of things together and and i'm back there and staff is back there not all the stuff and some some people are in their rooms at other times and and while we're working on things either the ministry of sister will say something very funny or i'll say something very funny uh, or somebody around me and all of a sudden it, we just just fall out laughing and sometimes we laugh for a minute a minute and a half it's just so so funny and it's so healthy. It's not that's not like we laugh all day and don't work. That's that's extreme. Okay, you never get anything done. I can't preach like this laughing all day. <laughs> but, but most of the calls and the prayer list is sickness. This person's mother's died, this person's father died, this person's sister died, this person got cancer, this person's brother-in-law died, this person. Got coronavirus. This person, this person, this person, this person. You know, if we focus on all the ills of people and all the serious things that's happening in the lives of people, that will take us under if we don't have moments of laughter. Moments of laughter. That's really, really critical, and that's something we all can focus on number, number nine last but not the least a thankful heart is so beneficial for healing depression a thankful heart is so beneficial for healing depression first thessalonians 5 18 says in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you in everything in the pandemic yes in sickness You don't say, oh God, I'm glad I'm sick. That's crazy. No, that's not right. No, you can say, God, I can rejoice that even though I'm sick, I know you're in control. You're going to take care of me. And the same God that healed me once is able to heal me again, so I rejoice in you because I know you are come through God. You can rejoice from that perspective, my friend. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. A spirit, listen to this closely, a spirit of ingratitude is the surest way to usher in depression. The spirit of ingratitude is the surest way to usher in depression. Instead of focusing on what you don't have or what could have been, instead of focusing on your personal regrets, your betrayal, your trials, begin to thank God for all of his undeserved blessings that he has showered upon your life, which will lift the spirit of depression. Depression. When you see that little baby in your arm that I'm looking at right now, and when you see that baby giggle and, and just as healthy, that ought to make you happy to see that baby doing fine. It's nothing worse than having a sick baby. I mean, that, that your baby is well and, and content and healthy, that ought to bring you joy. That your wife is sitting next to you ought to bring you joy. That your children is serving in the church. You ought to be thankful for that. You ought to be thankful that you can move and live and have your being. When is the last time you thank God for running water, for clean water, for hot water, for cold water? When is the last time you thank God for toothpaste? When is the last time you thank God for heat and air condition and a roof over your head when it's storming and hailing outside? We have so much to thank God for. When is the last time you thank God for the choices of clothing? I don't see anybody in here Sunday after Sunday wearing the same exact thing 10 straight Sundays in a row. Most of your time, our time is that we got so much, we're trying to figure out what we're going to put on because we're choosing out of the abundance of blessings that God has blessed us with. Do I get an amen? When you got 20 pair of shoes, remember somebody don't have a pair of shoes. Somebody don't have shoes. A- when you can breathe, remember somebody's on oxygen and every breath is a struggle. When you can see and even though you have glaucoma, thank God that you can see because somebody is blind. When you can walk and your feet is hurting and them ca- those calluses are hurting and those coins are hurting, thank God that you got a to hurt because somebody don't even have legs we have so much to be thankful for and when we thank God for Jesus when we thank God for the cross when we thank God for the Savior when we thank God for the virgin birth when we thank God for the Holy Bible we have something to shout about we have something to rejoice about. We have something to be thankful for. God is good. Can you say thank you? Can you say thank you? Can you say thank you? Bless the Lord, O my soul. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And all God's children said, let's pray. <laughs> And Father, we thank you for this message. We got a lot to be thankful for. You have been so good to us in spite of ourselves. Help us to go home thankful. Thankful for that car. Thankful to put gas in the car. Thank you for divine protection on the road because we don't know where that drunk driver or distracted driver is. Move us, God, into a spirit of thankfulness so that depression can be uplifted so that we can again, like the psalmist, rejoice in our Savior and our God. We thank you for this series on depression. And I pray, Father, that you would use it long after I'm gone. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. God spoke to you. God wanted to get your attention. God has a purpose and plan for your life. You are not an accident. You have worth and you have value. Because you are made in the image and likeness of God. You in our live streaming audience. This is your moment to get right with God to come to Jesus. You in person. If you know not the Lord. Here in this assembly in the house of God. The Bible says. Whether online or in person. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved The times are too bad. So much hurt, so much pain, so much confusion, so much disappointment. For you to not get right with God is spiritual negligence. Please come to Jesus. You don't know the day of your departure. You don't know the day of your death. Get right with God now. You need membership in a church? We welcome you here to Maranatha. God brought you here today and God moved you to tune in today so that you wouldn't miss this message so there'll be a new beginning in your life as you make steps toward God and live for Him.
1: The Word of God says that wisdom and understanding belong to the old and He commands us to let our lights shine among our children and grandchildren. Truly, it is time for grandparents to rise and shine for Christ in troubling times. By loving and patiently setting the spiritual tone for our families, we can make a difference and change will come. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages service times directions to the church upcoming events and much more you can also reach us at 210-821-5683 maranatha bible church is located at 7855 east loop 1604 north in converse texas 78109 directly across from randolph air force base